You're tuned in to the Here to Last podcast, where we have authentic and meaningful conversations on topics that matter in life. I'm your host, Deborah Chan. We only have one chance at life, so it matters what we listen to. So, lean in. Hello back and how are you? Wherever you are and from wherever you're listening from, I sincerely hope that all is well and that you're not only surviving but thriving in life. The pandemic has taken lots of twists and turns and one thing is for sure, the COVID patient numbers have fluctuated crazier than any roller coaster in my own country, man. Lockdown rules have altered month on month and it seems like 2021 is yet another year of adapting, navigating to new changes and staying flexible to the times and seasons. So, I just want to extend my sincerest gratitude to you for listening and I hope that I've kept you company while you're on the road or when you're chilling, working out, cooking or even having coffee. It means so much to me and much more when you write back and leave a comment. So, thank you. What I'm going to be sharing today is a topic that is so close to my heart. It has been something that I wanted to talk about and was given a gentle nudge by a listener to speak about. While it is about parenthood, motherhood, fatherhood, the lessons learned are applicable to anyone going through a transition in life. Moving into a new neighborhood perhaps, starting a new job, getting into a new relationship, migrating to another country, whatever it is, whatever transitions that you're going through. It is about identity, finding self in the midst of transitions, and finding purpose in the present season of life. So while I reference my experiences a lot to parenthood, I hope you find treasure that will be applicable to other areas of life. Being a parent is one of the biggest transitions that you will ever face in life. At least it was for me. If you're a parent listening in, I'm sure you would agree with me. Because no book, no workshop, no course or pep talk can actually prepare you for the changes you will face. And sure, you you may be super prepared when the baby arrives with a nursery fully decked with toys, clothes, diapers, all the cute baby stuff. But nobody can really prepare you for the chaos, unpredictability and self-imposed guilt that comes with becoming a parent. Well-intentioned friends try to prepare you for the sleepless nights, the colic and the grocery store tantrums. But let's be honest, you can't really be prepared until you have encountered them. And I chuckle at this because boy was I one of those parents. Despite the planner and organizer that I am, when I had my first child, I did not and could not predict how I reacted to situations and circumstances, such as long days of sleepless nights, the need to be physically present 24-7 for my baby because he depended on me for sustenance, the sustained cries that could not be easily soothed. And then when the toddler years came along, 
I expected my child to be asking a million questions, trust me, because that was what all the books said, right? But I did not expect that I would actually grow tired of answering a million questions. I told my husband one day after answering a string of questions that I busted my daily word count just by having a child. I've not spoken so much in so long. And then there were the tantrums and the whining and I thought I was quite a patient person but gosh, soon I realized that my patience was short-lived and I was easily agitated at times. You see, being a parent can have a big impact on our personality and our temperaments. In fact, I think everything is amplified, the good, the bad and the ugly. When I had number two, which which is my girl Anya, I was stuck at home during maternity leave. I remember going for days without talking to anyone other than my toddler and baby. I was on survival mode and deeply craved intellectual, enriching and stimulating conversations. Gosh, there were days where I couldn't put a finger on questions such as What are my goals in life? What am I deeply passionate about? What's my greater purpose in life? And I had moments when I thought like, I'm stuck in four walls. Thoughts like, I want something more than this. All I'm doing is cleaning, cooking, breastfeeding, changing diapers, cleaning, cooking, breastfeeding, changing diapers. And thoughts like, I know that children are a blessing from God, but I am so tired and I really want a break from all of this. And thoughts like, I wish I had a full-time helper. And then, if I do, I can have the best of both worlds. Work, family, all of that. Just as I think or I say these thoughts, the immediate sense of guilt would wash over me. I can't believe that I was so ungrateful that these words were even uttered. Becoming a parent altered my freedom to a certain extent. Before the kids came along, I was in complete control of what to do and when to do those things without anyone pushing or pulling my attention. I I can attend a musical, go out for a nice long meal uninterrupted, read a long book without distraction, and I can work late and not worry about going home to cook a meal or bring in the laundry. I can go on a nice holiday and not have to Google up activities for kids or child-friendly places. When I had children, I realized that 24 hours in a day just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough for what I wanted to do because my children's needs were my priority. And when I finally didn't have time to do what I wanted to do, I just didn't have the energy or the brain space to do it. I remember in those earlier days of parenting, I literally crashed into bed every night without an ounce of effort. So if you're a parent, a mother or a father, then it is likely that you would relate to some of what I've just shared. Those internal dialogues can happen at varying degrees and at different stages of our parenthood. And it has a lot to do with our identity and how we understand our role as a parent. The realization of these feelings and thoughts are pivotal and they are 
powerful because they give us ammunition to propel us into the right tra- trajectory in the next stage of life. But if you deny these feelings and thoughts and push it aside, you're only suppressing them and one day the cloudiness of these thoughts will catch up on you. I see moments like this as opportunities for us to gain clarity in life. The experiences that I shared unfortunately were all lowlights of parenting. And as with all seasons in life, there are good, you know, the good parts and the bad parts. And while I'm often not one to actually focus on the lowlights in life, I think they're so important to because they give us meaning to the highlights of parenting. I truly believe that parenting is one of the greatest learning journeys in life. It stretches us as a person in our role as a parent and as a leader in our home. When we think about identity theft, we think about an imposter posing as another person, right? Somebody taking away our identity. Yet in parenthood, we are the imposters in our own lives. And it is the result of the admirable quality of wanting to give everything to our children. We forget that the most important rule of self-preservation is you cannot give long-term what you do not have. Also, you connect better with your children when you are confident and secure in the person that you are. So, the question is, how do we embrace the gift of parenthood without losing ourselves? but instead finding purpose through this journey. And I'm just going to share three ways to discover yourself while being a parent. Three ways that I I have found personally very, very applicable and practical, and I hope it will encourage you. The first is this. Embrace changes and rethink yourself as you go through these changes. It's easy to feel stubborn about your life's path. Maybe you had a concrete idea of what you wanted your life to look like, but now that path has led you into a completely different direction. You were probably determined to return to work after three months of maternity leave, but find yourself in the clouds despite going back to work and is neither here nor there at work or at home. And maybe for fathers, you probably had expectations for your wife to return to her usual self after having the baby, but find that things are not what it used to be. If there is something that having a new baby or children teaches us is that flexibility makes everything easier. Adapt, acknowledge and embrace changes in life. That goes for our identity as well. I asked a question on Instagram on how parents who kind of lost their identity find theirs back. And this listener said this, Our identity goes through phases and having kids are now part of her identity. And that's absolutely true. Our identity goes through many changes through the course of our lives. Instead of feeling that your identity has been disrupted or or, or replaced, Think of your identity as having been expanded. You were once yourself. Now, you are still yourself, plus much more. 
Parenthood is far from the first time your identity will undergo a shift. Every major life transition in life somewhat alters our identity. All parents make sacrifices and put their kids first, but it shouldn't be at the expense of losing our identity and the person we were created to be. When I had my first baby, I realized how easy it was to push everything aside and just focus on my baby alone. After all, he was fully dependent on me to feed him, to nourish him, to care for him. Days rolled into months and new habits soon formed. And I see many parents abandon hopes, desires, dreams, interests, hobbies, the minute they have children. It is so easy and almost autopilot to allow life to revolve around our children, isn't it? Their needs, requests, desires, schedules, and after-school activities. The list goes on. But I'm not saying that we don't prioritize our children. What I'm saying is be attentive to the decisions that you make. Before kids, you had a life. Now that you have children, you have the same life. Invite your children into that life. As parents, if we're not aware, we can bend over backwards just to please our children in the name of meeting their needs. If there is one thing I can tell new parents is that adaptability is a choice, not a skill. When we choose to be adaptable, we weave our children into our lives and not the other way around. Children are woven into our lifestyles, our values, our habits that we have formed as a family before the kids came along. And that's why strong marriages make strong families. I remember that as a young parent, I was super involved at church, serving, and I also had a part-time business organizing children's parties on top of my full-time job. I would bring my baby along with me to church while I served and he would sit in the baby carrier behind or like I would have him in a kangaroo and while, you know, I teach and I, I, I share and I do all sorts of stuff. I would breastfeed him in the car before handing him over to my husband and run out of the car to MC a children's party because I parked my car right before, you know, the house of where the host was staying. I remember loving travel so much that we were planning a Trans-Siberian train trip from China to Mongolia to Russia when we had a two-year-old toddler with us and my husband and I were not willing to let go of our travel plans. And so as a family of three, we had to learn to adapt to different climates, sleeping in different trains, eating new foods, all at the same time enjoying ourselves. We needed to be adaptable and flexible. I remember being adamant about returning to full-time work after my firstborn, but then after a few months, I realized that I really wanted more time with him. So instead of returning to full-time, I negotiated for lesser hours in a week at my workplace and embraced the new role as a parent as much as I enjoyed being at work. Be ready to shift and change according to seasons in life. Think of it as 
the four seasons that you know other countries in the West um would would face winter, spring, summer, and fall. We wear different clothes and put on different gears and clothes, right, to suit the weather. And likewise, when we're able to adapt to new seasons in life, we're able to fully enjoy each season as it comes without compromising on our identity. I feel the need to say this. If you have to or you chose to be a full-time stay-at-home parent in this season of your life, being a parent is not the only thing that defines your worth and value. Whether you're a parent or not, you are greatly valued and have great worth. Your roles and responsibilities do not define you. Instead, it is your character, who you are created to be, and the values you stand for that defines you. The second way to rediscover yourself is this. Celebrate the new wins that come with parenting. So many parents sometimes recollect the times before the kids came along. Success before the kids came along may look like securing a big proposal at work, going on a holiday, on the fly, going for a swanky dinner, or spending the night chatting away with friends without the care of passing, you know, going past midnight. Well, perhaps life before kids meant maximum efficiency and effectiveness and now 24 hours just doesn't seem enough and your to-do list is never ending and never fully ticked off. Your wins now as a parent is new and it is different. Don't beat yourself up over things that are not done. The time stuck at home with your children is never wasted and we only have one chance at it. Age doesn't turn back. Remember to be fully present as a parent when you are around your children and redefine your success at home, not just as things you do outside of your family, but stuff that you do for your family. You are actually doing way better than you give yourself credit for the meals that you put on the table, the silly songs that you sang together with your kids, the teachable moments that you have with your children, the time that you actually help your child overcome his tantrums or even his fears. Frame these parenting victories as something to be celebrated. Think of it as something you would add on to your resume. Skills that you have learned and challenges that you have overcome all while being a parent, is so worth celebrating. So remember, when rediscovering yourself, you need to celebrate the new wins that come with parenting. And finally, the third way to rediscover yourself is this. It's a no-brainer. Carve out time for yourself. There are seasons of life, especially in parenthood, that are busy and a lot of time is spent on making sure your family is taken care of. You may even be a mom or even a dad who let go of your career momentarily to care for your family. The busyness and the flurry of the season can sweep you away if you're not mindful and careful of how and what you spend your time on. And although making time for yourself seems like really a no-brainer to in re- rediscovering yourself, 
so many parents, including myself, especially women, I would say, neglect themselves in favor of meeting their family's needs. Or we deal with bouts of guilt when we enjoy ourselves too much and find it hard to keep me time plans even though it has been scheduled and planned for. I personally felt that when my husband encourages me or nudges me to have time out, then I feel better about going out for probably a massage or going out for a coffee or doing something that I love. And over time, I learned to shake off the guilt, which really is self-imposed. Remember, most of the time, the guilt that you put on yourself is really self-imposed. It's not something that people put on you. So you need to overcome that. Overcome the guilt that you put on yourself. Make me time a regular schedule, not just when you are close to burnout or really needing it. Make it a new habit and honor it when it is scheduled. You see, my me times are not always long sessions away from the family. I mean, I don't have that luxury and it's okay not to have that luxury. Instead, my most regular me times are, you know, bicycle rides around my neighborhood where I have time to be still, for my thoughts to gain clarity and for my soul to recharge and my body to be strengthened. Another favorite me time of mine is when I just take long walks reflecting and contemplating or just quiet nights when everybody is in bed pouring over my journal. Whatever shape or form it may look like, carve out time to recharge and refresh. And this goes for couple time as well, guys. Plan, schedule, make time for dates and make it a priority. It is it is really easier said than done, especially when you don't have family to help you with the babysitting, you know, or taking care of the children. But set simple expectations and make me time to connect with uh, with your spouse as well. It makes a world of a difference. Do stuff that you enjoy. Be spontaneous if you are not already spontaneous. Date again. The more you water your marriage, the more it grows and the stronger your family gets. Whew. So, <laughs> I shared my heart out in this episode. I hope that it has encouraged and helped you. I, I'm still on that journey too of parenting, of really strengthening my identity and being who I am, my true self with my children, with my spouse and with the work that I do. And I am reminded time and again that my identity is worth protecting. Why? Because as a parent, you are the glue that holds your family together. You are worth the time to protect that identity. And parenthood is one of the greatest gifts on earth. And I'm so thankful and blessed beyond belief to be a mother. I've talked to a number of moms about how we may have lost our identity along the way, especially in the early, early years of parenting. But know this, you are more than just a parent. Your identity is not solely tied to a job, a role, or the responsibilities that you hold. Instead, your identity is tied to the qualities and character you are created with and how you will use these with purpose and for a greater purpose. 
Take time to know who you are and whose you are. And so, here's me wrapping up this episode by saying, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate you for spending time with me. Share this with your friends. And if this episode has encouraged you, drop me a comment, write to me. I would love to connect with you. It means the world to me that someone resonates with the stuff that I share. And I would love to hear your story too. I want you to be heard. Until next time, thank you again. More chit chat soon.